What is good, everybody? Welcome to episode one of the Plugged In Podcast. I'm your host, JT Neely, also known as JT The Plug. Um, This podcast essentially is going to be anything sneaker and streetwear related that I want to talk about. Also going to talk about some sports and some music and really just um, anything that I feel like putting on the show. Um, At the end of the day, my mission uh, in life is just to spread positivity and spread love. And eventually, if I could build a community where we could all uh, come together and help each other achieve our dreams, that would be fantastic. But I thought this would be a great place to start. So with that, we will get into the first segment of the show, which is the kicks of the day. Today, I am rocking the Yeezy 500 Utility Blacks. Um, Overall, the Yeezy 500 is my favorite Yeezy silhouette by far. I think they're uh, definitely the most unique, and that's probably going to upset some of the 350 heads out there, but there's just something about the 500. Uh, a, A lot more people wouldn't realize that they are Yeezys. They're the most comfortable shoes I've ever put on, and the Utility Black colorway goes with just about everything, so that is the kicks of the day. So we are going to jump right into some Instagram questions and topics. Um, You can follow my Instagram. My sneaker reselling Instagram is at jttheplug with two underscores. And my personal is at jt.neely. That is jt.neely. If you guys ever have any questions that you would like me to talk about or answer, um, feel free to DM me on either of those accounts. Um, The first question came from my boy Carter. Shout out to you. Um, He asked me what my top 10 Jordans, Yeezys, just sneakers in general of all time were. Uh, And that was a pretty tough question for me. So I decided to go with my top five um, of all time or top five that are on my radar purchase that I do not already have. So jumping right into this, at number five, if you have watched my TikTok videos, you may know this already. Uh, The number five sneaker on my list is the Jordan 8 Aqua. I believe the first time I saw this shoe was on Bullet RC's YouTube channel, who was one of my big influences uh, early on in getting into sneakers and the sneaker game as a whole. Um, the Jordan 8 Aqua is just a very unique kind of slept on Jordan silhouette being the Jordan 8 and the colorway just something about the blues that were chosen as well as the yellows just go crazy and for me it's just an absolute grail that I must add to my collection someday. So at number 5 we have the Jordan 8 Aqua. Uh, moving right along at number 4 this was a shoe that recently released and I think it's pretty fitting today being the one year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing. Rest in peace to the absolute GOAT, um, guy that just transversed way beyond the game of basketball to show people the true Mamba mentality and how we should go about approaching every day that we are blessed with. Um, My number four sneaker is the Kobe 6 Grinch. Uh, Like I said, I would have loved to have picked this up um, when it recently released and retroed, but unfortunately I was unable to, uh, the Kobe, I would, I don't have any Kobe's in my collection besides some Adidas, uh, crazy ones that I was able to find at a sporting goods store, but 
Um, if I had to add one Kobe, it would be the Kobe 6 Grinch. Uh, the Grinch is also just a movie that resonates pretty closely with my childhood and the holiday season as a whole. So combining uh, a goat like Kobe and another one of my favorite childhood movies, just paying homage to the legend that he was and the mentality that he showed so many, um, those are definitely in my top five. Keeping it moving, at number three, we have a Jordan 1 silhouette that or colorway that I feel is slightly slept on, but is definitely one of my grails, and that is the Jordan 1 Rookie of the Year. I've had the opportunity to hold these in hand um, from one of my buddies, Bo, growing up. Shout out to you, Bo. Still one of my best friends. Um, the quality on these is insane. The colorway is crazy. The like minute details under the flaps around the ankles is also just crazy, and these are a shoe that I feel can go with any fit that you would want to get off, and for me, they're just a, another grail that I need to add to my collection. So at number three, we have the Jordan 1 Rookie of the Year. At number two, we have the first pair of Yeezys to make the list, and those are the Yeezy 700 Wave Runners. I really feel like um, Kanye hit the mark he was going for with kind of the chunky dad shoe look. And the original 700 colorway being the Wave Runner um, definitely, in my opinion, hits a lot harder than a lot of the other colorways that have followed it. Um, Kanye kind of lost me with the 700 V2s and V3s. I just felt like they were kind of the more like New Balance, like old man walking shoe looking almost. And just were a little bit too much on the like chunky like grandpa shoe type vibe but the 700 wave runner is definitely a shoe that i would love to add to my collection sooner than later and then at number one for this is definitely my top jordan of all time and that is the jordan 11 really any colorway but specifically for me the concord this was my first jordan shoe that i ever actually owned it was also the first sneakers dub that i ever took um, I believe J. Cole is my favorite rapper, and I believe I saw a picture of him in either 8th grade or freshman year wearing a pair of 11s, and from then on I knew that that was a shoe that was definitely going to be added to the collection, and also uh, I just loved the shoe since the first time I saw it, so having the ability to have the Jordan 11 Concord as well as the bread in my collection... Um, is something I will never take for granted because they're shoes that I had always wanted until I was able to get my hands on them. So, Carter, I hope that answered your question. Those are my current top five shoes that I'm looking to pick up or that I already have. Um, I'm sure I missed several pairs on the list that I love. There's so many good shoes and good colorways out there, but those are just the first five that came to my mind. Um, so moving right along, we got a question from another one of my Instagram followers. I believe it is Alan underscore 23. And he asked me how TikTok has changed the sneaker game. Now, this is a pretty, I could go pretty at length in this question. I definitely feel like there's been, um, there's some positives for the sneaker resellers and the people who are making businesses around the sneaker game. It just TikTok is a great opportunity to reach insane amounts of people like almost overnight it seems like and to really just grow your business quickly. 
Um, and for me, it's definitely been helpful in building more of a following on my sneaker reselling page. Um, with that being said, I also feel like there's a slight level of um, dilution that has taken place in the sneaker, I guess just in the sneaker community in general. Um, I guess everyone gets a start, but I think of certain shoes like the Jordan 1 Obsidian and the Jordan 1 Mocha, where a lot of people were kind of sleeping on them and then they kind of blew up just because someone on TikTok had them. So I think in that sense, TikTok has been slightly hurtful, but at the same time, whenever there's money going into um, sneakers, I guess it's technically helping the sneaker community, but I don't think money going into the sneaker community is necessarily helping the culture of sneakers as they once were. Um, and I would love to see a comeback be made of people having to line up and camp out for their shoes. But um, with COVID and everything that has happened in the past year or so, I'm not sure that I see that happening too soon. Um, eventually, I would love to open up a store with a concept that allows people to kind of relive those um, early sneaker memories of waiting in line and uh, it being a first come first serve type of release. Um, so I guess stay tuned for that. That's definitely somewhere down the line that I would like to dabble into. But um, long story short, I would say that TikTok has just kind of given another platform for the sneaker community to connect with one another. And for that, it is um, pretty beneficial. So I'll just leave it at that. And then for the last main topic that I really wanted to touch on um, was one that I hits pretty close to home for me, uh, and that is the combination of Dior being one of the most recognizable designer brands out there and um, skiing, which is one of my favorite things to do in the world. Um, so I don't know if you missed it, but Dior and well, I guess just Dior, they released a ski capsule recently, um, pretty much head to toe, everything you could possibly need to get down the mountain from the snowboarder skis below your feet to goggles and a helmet on top. Now, you can go to their website and check out this capsule, which is what I'm doing right now. And for me, it is slightly hard to justify paying $6,000 for a jacket and $3,500 for a pair of ski pants. But with that being said, Dior has always had insane attention to detail. And I think it's pretty cool to see designer brands um, going outside of the typical like clothing or streetwear that we're used to maybe seeing from them. Um, Dior seems to definitely be uh, ahead of many of the other brands doing collabs with Jordan and stuff like that already. But I think it is pretty cool to see how they can adapt their brand to a uh, different arenas, I guess, if you will. And would I love to be able to buy a Dior ski headband? Yes, but will I ever pay $330 for a, a headband? Probably not, at least not in my current financial situation. I would definitely love to be able to just 
nonchalantly buy a $330 Dior headband um, just to rock on the mountain. It would definitely be some insane drip going down the mountain. But um, if you have, I don't know, 25 racks laying around to buy a Dior ski outfit head to toe, uh, definitely definitely could be a move at this point. Um, I just wanted to kind of uh, touch on how designer is beginning to kind of expand its reach outside of just designer clothing and uh, reach a bit of a wider market. Dior obviously has mastered their market, I'm sure, in their brand uh, loyalty. So just seeing something like that was pretty cool for me, and I just thought I'd touch on it really quickly. Um, so jumping right along, we're going to get into some music news slash what I've been listening to lately. Um, for myself, it doesn't seem like the genre of music that I listen to, which is typically like rap and hip hop. And I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily say fully mainstream, but like definitely more of the mainstream artists. Um, I definitely can get behind a lot of the underground type stuff too, like really anything in the genre I will listen to. But lately for me, there hasn't really been any crazy new album releases to name, I would say, off the top of my head. Um, one that I did have written down was Savage Mode 2 by 21 Savage. Uh, definitely one of my favorite artists going back to as early as my freshman year in high school. Um just kind of one of the early mumble rappers, I guess, if you quote unquote mumble rappers um, that I listen to, but I've always been a big future head and big 21 guy. So uh, 21 definitely did not miss with his new album. And I've enjoyed listening to it top to bottom quite a few times. So if you haven't listened to it, definitely go give it a look. Um, I believe it is everywhere you can listen to music. So I'm sure you can get your hands on it some way. Um, another guy who lately for me seems to just have taken over my playlist is Lil Baby. I definitely was a fan of him prior to the last few months, but um, I something about his recent music releases has just been hitting extremely hard for me. Uh, it doesn't seem like he can miss whenever he picks up the mic, and whenever he's featured, it seems like he always adds a little spice to certain songs that I need, whether it's songs that I'm not a huge fan of without him on. He seems to add enough spice for me to want to listen. And overall, he can get me psyched up for the day, or it seems like uh, there's times I can listen to him when I'm trying to chill out at the end of a long day, and Lil Baby just hits. Um, and then another little trend in my listening habits, at least, I've been listening to a lot of 90s rap, whether that be Biggie, Tupac, um, Tribe Called Quest, Too Short, just to name a few. Um, something about the 90s, 90s vibe, just like, I don't know, all of it pretty much. I'm not going to act like I was a 90s baby being bored in 1999, but I Definitely think it would have been cool to have been like a teenager during those times. Like, I definitely see my style kind of fitting into the 90s, like vintage type vibe, which is pretty like trendy now. But I feel like for myself, it's kind of always been that way. Um, my mom definitely, I would say, and my dad, but my mom definitely had some like 90s drip. Um, and she kind of influenced that. So listening to 
just 90s music in general is uh it just hits a spot for me and kind of with little baby like there's there's songs that you can find i'm sure in any genre but specifically on my 90s playlist where i will find myself at 6 30 in the morning driving to the gym kind of getting psyched up or like i said at the end of a long day you can chill out to some good like 90s r&b and just kind of kick it before you're getting ready for bed um so yeah that is my um, music news for the week or my music update i guess uh jumping right into this next section that i had on the table for everyone talking about some top sports performances and top kicks in sports this week um i'm not sure if you guys live under a rock or aren't big football fans Assuming you're listening to this podcast, I would assume you're a decent sports fan because that's definitely something that has influenced my life heavily since day one. Um, But Tom Brady has reached the Super Bowl once again. Definitely, um, undeniably, one of the goats of NFL football, just showing that he has the ability. uh, For so long, it seemed like people credited Belichick for their repeated success. But it's blatantly obvious now that Tom Brady was a monumental piece of that team. And without him, they just wouldn't have been half the team that they were. So him and the Tampa Bay Bucks defeated the Green Bay Packers to return. Or I guess, I believe this is the f- one of the first. I think the Bucks were in the Super Bowl in like the mid-90s. But first time since the mid-90s the Bucks have ever played in the Super Bowl. And also the first time a team has played at their home stadium for the Super Bowl. So Tom Brady just doing what he does and taking teams to the Super Bowl. And they will be matched up with Patrick Mahomes, who also seems to have become a pretty mainstay name um, around the Lombardi Trophy. Um, For myself personally, I would have loved to have seen... Uh, the Bills upset the Chiefs, but I also have a bet that was made at the start of the season with one of my roommates. Uh, he bet me $100 that the Buccaneers would win the Super Bowl, and at that time, I felt like my odds were pretty good, being about a 31-32 and 32 chance, and now it's looking a little bit, um, I don't know what's the word, not super promising, especially with Tom Brady playing at home, but... I think it will be definitely difficult for them to contain the firepower that the Chiefs offense has to offer. And for my $100, I will happily put it behind Mahomes and the Chiefs. And even them on defense is tough to beat. So I think it'll be a great game. That is in not this coming Sunday, but the next Sunday. So I hope everyone, well, we'll probably have another show before Super Bowl Sunday. We definitely will. So. We'll touch back on that and see if there's any updates in the news. Um, Another big news or big story in sports this week um, was Steph Curry passing Reggie Miller for second on the all-time three-pointers list. Um, This is just a pretty crazy stat to me. Uh, Reggie Miller's record that he held came in 1,389 uh, regular season games, and it took Steph only 715 games. So for anyone that denies Steph being the greatest shooter that many have ever seen, I mean, this is just affirming 
that statement even more. Uh, I believe he's second on the list now, only behind Ray Allen. And with the amount of time that I can definitely see Steph being in the league for, I would say, at least 10 to 15 more years, might be a stretch, but I feel like that's pretty fair. I could definitely see him becoming the number one overall three-point shooter in NBA history. Uh, he's pretty much like better than 2K can make him on the video game. It seems like uh, no matter where he pulls from, uh, it almost seems like it's going in every time. So that was my sports stories for the week. Oh, actually, one more. Um, pretty big news in the fighting world. Uh, UFC McGregor, one of the biggest names in UFC, faced off against Dustin Poirier this last weekend on Saturday. Um, it seemed like McGregor was pretty in control of the fight, uh, the first round. Some good exchanges, but it definitely seemed like he was kind of controlling the pace of the fight. And then in round two, Poirier was able to get some good punches on him, get him backed up against the fence, and um, with a little combination, uh, McGregor kind of ducked into one of Poirier's uppercuts and caught him right below the chin. And Poirier came out with the dub. Um, it was pretty nuts to see McGregor knocked out, as I believe it was the first time in his career that he had ever been knocked out. Um, props to Poirier. Uh, absolute class act, top to bottom. Uh, was not, could have been very quick to hop on the uh, shit talk train with McGregor being who McGregor is. But, um, immediately just said he was pretty much just said he was extremely happy and plugged his um, foundation which off the top of my head I'm not 100% sure what that foundation does but it's pretty classy to see a guy um, on that high of a stage uh, putting other people before himself even after he pulls off a pretty big upset I would say in the UFC fighting world so that that is the last story for the sports news for the week. And then for the sports kicks of the week, I thought it would be fitting with it being the week of the um, NFC and AFC championship to focus on some football cleats as the cleat customs continue to get crazier and crazier, it seems like, by the week. Um, so the first pair that I was going to shout out comes from Quinton Jefferson, a defensive lineman for the losing Bills this week, unfortunately. And he was repping a pair of um, Kobe Bryant, uh, Protro, Bruce Lee Customs. Um, you can see these, um, these pairs on Soul Collector's Instagram page, but... These specifically are um, pretty insane, spot on to the most recent uh, yellow Bruce Lee Kobe um, release. So those were pretty cool. I'm sure paying homage to Kobe Bryant, once again, rest in peace, to an absolute legend. Um, and then at, I guess these aren't ranked, but these were definitely the hardest cleats that I have seen probably in a pretty long time. They're pretty simple, but... Uh, Devontae Adams was repping a pair of Dior Air Jordan 1 custom uh, cleats. It was pretty easy for me to spot being a sneakerhead right off the rip 
when I saw him on his feet um, in game, I knew exactly what he was going for. The detail on these are pretty clean. Uh, they're, it's just pretty nuts how good some of these uh, guys that they have doing customs are getting. So I just wanted to bring attention to those two pairs specifically. And that will close out the uh, professional kicks of the week. Um, so now we are going to jump into a little, a little segment that I will be calling Cop or Drop. I'm going to go over some upcoming releases for this next week, tell you guys my honest thoughts on them, and then tell you whether or not that will be a cop or drop for me. Um, so first off, if my computer would load, we have some... One more page. All right, hold up. Bear with me here. All right, so first up, we have the Nike Air Foam Posit Volt colorway, and these are dropping on January 27th for a retail price of $230. Uh, I know you guys cannot see what I'm looking at, but just picture um, essentially two huge highlighters uh, for each of your feet. Um, for me, Volt has never been a color that has appealed to me. I definitely think it can be styled correctly, but these for me are just way too loud. And knowing how big and kind of clunky foams are, you're going to look like you're on two blocks of just highlighter pens. So for me, this is an easy drop. Um, moving on, we got some Nike Dunk Lows coming out this week, and if you guys, my sneakerheads out there, if you thought that 2020 was the year of the dunk, I believe you're in for quite the surprise, because I saw a Nice Kicks article, um, with updated drop dates for a lot of the dunks that Nike plans to come out with this year, and... It seems like just about every week we have at least two to three dunks coming out. So for everyone hopping on the dunk train, you'll definitely get your chance. Um, this, once again, is something that I kind of hate to see as Nike has diluted shoes like the Foam Posit by releasing so many colorways. But the dunks, no doubt, are a iconic shoe that... For sure, for sure, will maintain their value over time, if not continue to appreciate. But back on track, on January 28th, the Nike Dunk Low Premium Medium Curry colorway is dropping for a retail price of $110. Now, these look, by this picture, extremely clean. The quality looks unreal. Looks like a suede vamps on the upper with what I would say looks to be some nice white leather underneath and then some kind of oatmeal type um, suede on the heel tab and the Nike swoosh. Um, overall, a super clean, like easy to style colorway that I definitely, definitely could see uh, going up in price and value a lot. Being a reseller, I'm not, I'm not really one to... It seems like, as of lately, be hitting on a bunch of pairs, but I could definitely see these being hard to get with the number of resellers I know that are probably going to be botting for these. No harm, no foul, but I would definitely say if you want these, be ready to go 
um, have your autofill filled out because I think these are going to go pretty quick. For me, this is an easy cop. Would love to have these for personals and could probably get a little bit of profit out of them too. Okay, um, next up we have my favorite shoe, um, the one I'm looking forward to most coming up this week. And I don't know if you guys saw the Stussy and Nike Air Force One collab from the past couple weeks. But they are coming out with some new colorways, and these are the Stussy Air Force One hand-dyed. Um, these are releasing on January 29th only on Stussy.com, from what I know and what I understand from my cook group information. Um, I definitely would recommend looking these up because I don't think my words can do these justice. These are insanely dope colors, uh, and they're so unique being hand-dyed. No two pairs are going to be the exact same, so I imagine these will be just as hard to get as, uh, I mean, as the white Stussies were because those definitely seem to be the harder of the two Stussy Air Force Ones to drop, but um, I definitely will be trying to cop these, most likely for personal just because of the uniqueness of this shoe. Um, pretty nuts. Look up pictures. That is the Stussy Nike Air Force One Low hand dyed. And then at the last release we will be touching on for this upcoming week, we will be looking at the Paris St. Germain X Air Jordan 1 Zoom Comfort. These will be retailing at $150 and releasing on January 29th. Now, um, the Jordan 1 Zoom Comfort is more of a recent Jordan 1 trend, I would say. Um, it seems like these are pretty slept on in the sneaker community in general, as well as the reselling community. Um, these are definitely a unique colorway. They kind of have a... Uh, sunshine type um, tie-dye almost look around the ankle with a kind of purple and sunburnt orange uh, Air Jordan and then it goes down into a really simple just black and white colorway. Um, I would definitely recommend looking these up. They're a unique Jordan 1 but for myself Honestly, at 150 that's a pretty reasonable price to get your hands on a pair of Jordan 1s, and I see these being relatively easy to get your hands on as it doesn't seem like there's too much hype around them in the reselling community. So for me, I'm going to say drop just because it doesn't really fit my personal style, but definitely a slept-on shoe, I would say, based on the lack of anything that I've heard as of recently about these. Um, but if you would like a pair, look them up and go get yourself one. So that is going to do it for the cop or drop, um, portion of this. Like I said at the beginning of the show, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this was episode one, so I'm sure we will get better at this as we go on. Um, if you have any questions or, um, topics that you would like me to touch on, my Instagram, as I said earlier, um, personal is jt.neely, that is j-t.n-e-e-l-y, and my sneaker page is jt.theplug, with two underscores, no spaces. Um, thanks again for listening. I, like I said, I hope we can build this community out, and 
hopefully just continue to grow and help each other grow uh, in the sneaker community or really in whatever you're passionate about. That is my hope at the end of the day. Um, I would like to give a shout out to everyone whose questions I answered in this first episode as well as everyone listening and please just share with your friend it would everything helps me and i hope you guys enjoyed we will see you next week at this same time catch you later